Welcome to the Truth For Today podcast with your host, Joseph Franta, international minister, speaker, and Bible school instructor. Stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to another podcast of Truth For Today. I am your teacher, Joseph Franta. I love teaching the Word of God. It is life, and it is giving us so much wisdom and understanding of who God is and what His plan is for us. We're presently going through the book of Ephesians, and uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the introduction. Uh, this is our maybe our 10th podcast on it, we're, uh, and we're finishing up. Ephesians 4 right now, and then we're going to go right into Ephesians 5. If you have your Bible, grab your Bible, open up to the book of Ephesians, and Lord, I pray today that the Holy Spirit would be our teacher. I pray that the Holy Spirit would flow through me unhindered to teach your people the truth of your word and to give them revelation of who they are in Christ and what your plans and purposes are for them today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so in Ephesians 4, uh, picking up where we left off, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. In other words, don't, uh, don't be doing things that uh, you know are offensive to the Holy Spirit to where you're gonna cut off the Holy Spirit and minimize his presence and power in your life. We don't want to minimize the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. So it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So the Holy Spirit is God's mark of ownership. Oh, I want you to see this. Once you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit comes into your life, it says you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. That word sealed, it means in the Greek, amar. It's like, it's a mark of ownership that we belong to God and we're, we're one of His. We're one of His sheep. We're one of His sons, His daughters. We're children of God. It's so important that we get to know the Holy Spirit Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears from the Father, that he will speak. He is the voice of God in your life. The Holy Spirit down on the inside of you. He lives in your spirit, man. And he is the voice of God. And when you need to hear the voice of God, it'll always be there if you don't grieve the Holy Spirit. So do your best to be sensitive and responsive to the Holy Spirit. And there'll be a continual flow of life coming out of your inward man. Okay, now, verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. That's all part of the old man. It's all part of the <clears throat> unregenerate man. 
their works of the flesh, everything mentioned there, bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, malice. But look what it says in verse 32. But be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. If you ever have a problem forgiving someone, you need to just go to this verse in Ephesians 4.32 because it reminds us of how Christ has forgiven us. And keeping that in mind that you've been forgiven and I've been forgiven of much, it'll be easy to forgive others of whatever offense they have, you know, done against us. Forgiveness is a blocker. Forgiveness will block the blessings of God in your life. Unforgiveness, excuse me. Unforgiveness will block the blessings of God in your life. It will block the flow of the Holy Spirit and of his life and joy. So many Christians, they have problems manifesting or demonstrating joy. And it could be that maybe there is some unforgiveness there or resentment or bitterness. Check out your heart. Ask for the Holy Spirit's help. The Bible says about the Holy Spirit, he's our helper. Jesus said, I will send you the helper, the Holy Spirit. He helps us to get in line with God's word, with God's will, to get our attitudes in line. And if we need to forgive, be quick to forgive. Don't hold grudges. Don't hold on to uh, situations of your past because what it does is it anchors you in the past instead of going forward into the future. And you know, one thing is, you don't want to be anchored in your past. You want to be free from your past so you can go forward into your future. And you don't want to bring your past into your future. And you don't want to base your future on your past. The Bible's very clear. Forget the things that lie behind. Let go of them. Forgive the people. They may have hurt you very deeply, but you know what? Just as Christ has forgiven you, so you forgive them. And there is a grace to forgive. Just like there's a grace to live, there's a grace to forgive. And the Bible says in the book of James, he gives a greater grace. Greater than what? Greater than all your unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, hurt, wounds. He gives a greater grace to rise above them. Forgive those people. Release them to God. And move on with the exciting future God has for your life. Okay, so I'm not going to spend much time on that. Now it's Ephesians 5. And the first verse in Ephesians 5 is so very important. Kind of sets the tone for the whole chapter. 
Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. King James says, be followers of God. But I like the word imitators, and really the Greek here is imitators. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. You know, what a privilege. We get to imitate God. <laughs> People say, well, what do you mean? I mean, God's God and we're, you know, human beings. Yeah, but we've got God inside of us. Remember, Jesus was called Emmanuel, God with us. And when we got born again, he became God in us. And then we know because of our covenant with God, we know by <clears throat> Romans 8, 31, that he's God for us. So he's God with us, he's God in us, he's God for us. You can't get any more of God than that. <laughs> he's in you. He's with you. He's for you. He's behind you. You know, he's got your back. It says he goes before you. He's your rear guard. He's over you. He's under you. He surrounds you. These are all Bible verses. You know, God loves you so much that he does not want you to be without him in this life. And the moment you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the God of the universe, the God of all creation comes to live on the inside of you. His person, the person of Christ comes to live in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. The person of Christ is the person of grace. It says, <clears throat> that we receive the law through Moses, but we receive grace and truth through Jesus Christ. Christ came with truckloads of grace and truth, an abundance of grace and truth. So we have truckloads of grace to forgive, truckloads of grace to endure, truckloads of grace to overcome, but in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him, his grace, his power, his divine life, his resurrection life, through him who loved us, his everlasting love. It's amazing what we have in Jesus Christ. It says, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, goodness and mercy, that could be angelic powers. I don't know. They could be angels. I don't know. But I do know this. The Bible says, goodness and mercy, David said in Psalm 23, shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Only we have a better covenant than David did, because God's house now is us, and we dwell with him in his house. Our spirit, united with his spirit, dwelling in his temple. And then 
that's individually, but then collectively or corporately, we are his body and we are a dwelling of God in the spirit. I mean, it's amazing when we come together, how much of God we have. God's made us complete. We're not incomplete. We're not without help, instruction, wisdom. It says, but by his doing, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness, right standing, and sanctification, holiness, and redemption. We're redeemed from the curse. We have it all in Jesus Christ. And there is a verse that says that in 1 Corinthians 15, where Christ is our all in all. Everything we need is in the person of Jesus Christ. Salvation, deliverance, prosperity, healing, guidance, direction, protection. Listen, I've traveled all over the world for many years, 37. I've had to have some divine protection when I went all over Europe, Russia, Siberia, just above Mongolia, in the Ural Mountains, other places. I was in Nigeria in the Muslim areas, Kaduna. I've been all over Cairo, Egypt. A few other places I've been, but I'm just telling you, some of those places can be dangerous. But you know what? I could always feel the presence of God wherever I went. It was like a shield about me. I felt almost at sometimes in Russia, especially when I was traveling alone, I felt like I was in a bubble of God's presence. I never feared because I knew that the Lord was with me. And I also knew that the Lord had sent me. Now, if God had not sent me, I might have had a little bit of anxiety, but I actually did not have anxiety or worry or fear because I knew God had sent me, had spoken to me to go. And he confirmed it every place I preached that I was supposed to be there. And so did the people that received me. So God's with you as a Christian. God's in you. You're, his, you're the temple of God. And most importantly, when you're fighting the good fight of faith with any area of your life, you need to know that God's for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? You can conquer everything through your relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, <clears throat> therefore, be imitators of God. We have the same spirit, the same life, his grace, his goodness on the inside of us. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Remember, we're beloved of God. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That means God doesn't look at us based on our performance. He's given us the gift of righteousness. You know what that gift of righteousness is? In a nutshell, it's the gift of no condemnation. I love it. He's given us the gift of no condemnation. 
We have the gift of righteousness, right standing with God, a perfect standing, a perfect peace with God. And he's given us the gift of no condemnation. You say, but, but Brother Joe, I've sinned. I, I've Even after I've been a Christian, I've really blown it. Hey, listen, repent, confess, and your sins will be washed away just as if you've never sinned once you confess and repent. God's given us a full, complete covenant of grace and mercy. It says, come boldly to the throne of grace. How could you come boldly if you didn't know you were righteous in God's eyes? The word righteous or the word justification, they're interchangeable. They are... The word justification in the Greek, it means to declare righteous and completely free of all guilt. Would you like to be free of all guilt? Just confess your sin and receive the gift of righteousness. And you know what? Your sins will be buried in the deepest sea and they'll be cleansed to the uttermost by the blood of Jesus Christ and you'll come up pure, holy before him. The Bible says that although we were alienated, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled us through the body of his flesh that he might present us before him holy, blameless, beyond reproach. Thank you, Jesus. Today, you're holy, saint. You're blameless. You're beyond reproach. The mystery of the ages has been revealed to you, Christ in you. How could Christ come in you unless you were perfectly clean? How could God fellowship with you unless <clears throat> you were righteous? That's why he had to give you his righteousness. Of course, he delighted in it. He gave it to you as a free gift. Much more, those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, the gift of no condemnation, shall reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. I don't care what you've done. Put it under the blood of Jesus today and walk away from it and walk free of all the guilt. Do it by faith and you'll see the power of God's blood is more than enough to cleanse you of every sin and of all unrighteousness. Okay, now because we can be imitators of God and walk in love, God is love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma, but immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Now that word <clears throat> saints literally in the Greek means holy ones. The Bible says be holy for he is holy. It doesn't say work at it. It just says be it. What does that mean? Well, how could you be holy? Through the blood of Jesus, you could just be holy. In other words, 
Don't compromise with sin. Don't compromise with things that are not pleasing to God. He'll help you. He'll set you free totally. As a matter of fact, if you're a Christian, you're already free, but you may not know it. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, liberty, life. There's no death. It says he's the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. Oh, I'd like to get into that today, but maybe that'll be another study in the book of Romans. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did. Sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. Remember, as a Christian, as born-again Christian, you've been delivered from the domain of darkness, which is sin and death, and you've been transferred to the kingdom of his beloved son. The kingdom is life and glory. Oh, man, I love preaching the kingdom because it's life, forgiveness, inheritance, sonship, authority, prosperity, healing, strength. It's all in the kingdom of God because it's all in the king. Oh, boy, I got, I got to stick with the, this chapter and see if I can get any further here. So put away from you immorality or impurity, greed. In other words, you know, don't spend your life looking at the TV and the Internet Put your eyes on the Word of God. Get in the Word of God and in prayer. Learn to walk with God in the Spirit. Walk in who you are in Christ, righteous, holy, godly. Verse 4, and there must be no filthiness and silly talk. Of course, we know that. Don't be telling things that are not pure. Or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks let the praises of God come out of, out of you. If things are difficult in your life, choose the praise cure. Praise the Lord. Glorify God. Worship God. And you know what? You'll, you'll experience God's presence, His deliverance, His life. You won't even, you'll, ne you, you'll not be under your problems, you'll be on top of them. I call it the praise cure. We need it every day. Okay, now, so we need to be giving of thanks. We need to be grateful, have an attitude of gratefulness. And there must be no filthiness and silly talk and all that. Verse 5, for this you know with certainty that no immoral or impure person 
or covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Well, I'm not going to get into all the theological whatever about this verse, but in other words, live for God. Live in the Spirit. Live a clean life. And when you miss it, confess your sin and go on. And let God work in your life to the place where you're not repeating the same sins over and over again. You can get free. Not only get free, you can stay free by walking, learn how to walk in the Spirit. Okay, I'm not going to go into that too much, but anyways, verse 6. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Boy, there's a lot of empty words and philosophies flying around on the earth right now. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Well, we know this is not talking about children of God because we're not sons of disobedience. <clears throat> we talked about that in Ephesians 2. We're sons of God. The sons of disobedience uh, have a fallen nature still. They've not been born again. They're not new creations in Christ. And I'm not going to go over that again because we've already covered that. But anyways, uh, it goes on here in verse 7. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. In other words, don't act like the world. Don't live like the world. Don't talk like the world. Don't think like the world. And don't engage yourself in the defiling sins of the world. Jesus said, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean. Because when you're clean, when you're cleansed by the blood, you can stay that way. And you need to exercise your faith and make decisions every day that you're going to live for God. Okay, but, base, but our righteousness is not based on performance. It's based on a gift. I might add this, that our standing with God, our right standing with God, the gift of righteousness is not based on our performance. It's based on what Jesus did. It's based on his work that he performed for us on the cross. If righteousness was based on our performance, then we'd get the credit. But righteousness is a gift from God, and it's based on what Jesus did. He fulfilled the law for us, so he gets the credit, not us. That's why it says righteousness is a gift. It cannot be earned or merited in any way, and it's not, we don't deserve it, but he gives it to us as a gift because he loves us. Okay, um, verse 7. Therefore, do not be partakers with the sons of disobedience, people who are not saved. For you were formerly darkness, but now, this is who you are now, but now in Christ you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Isn't this a marvelous truth that we can walk in the light as he is in the light? Whoa. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, 
and righteousness, living God's way, doing things God's way is righteousness and truth, living in the truth. That's why you need to be in the Word of God. Jesus said it, that his disciples were living in the truth. Uh, I want to finish with this, and this is in John chapter 8. Hold on, I've got a little bit of time left. John chapter 8. Love this whole book. John chapter 8 is tremendous. And Jesus is, t is talking here, and he says, um, if I'm in the right place here, whoever wants to be his disciple needs to continue in his word. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. If you're truly a disciple of Christ, I'll have to get that scripture for you later, but if you're truly a disciple of Christ, you're going to continue in his word. And you're going to know the truth because it's in the written word of God. And the truth is going to set you free of all the hang-ups that you have in your life. I want to thank you again for being with us today. This is Truth for Today with Joseph Frantum Ministries. And you can go to our website, josephfrantumministries.org, and you can get the teachings on this book. I will finish it. But for now, have a great day, and may the blessings of God abound in your life.